What's up, Llama listeners? Joe here, and I'm excited to announce our partnership with Blazing Star Barbecue. Blazing Star Barbecue is a veteran-owned business owned and operated by Mike Starr, a veteran of over 20 years of military service and a fantastic member of the Llama family. Through his amazing rubs and sauces, Mike is devoted to bringing unique flavors from his world travels to your backyard. And I got to tell you, I love me some Blazing Star Barbecue, especially the Reaper and brand new Scorpion rubs. I absolutely put them on everything, and they pretty much have rendered the rest of my spice cabinet obsolete. Check them out at BlazingStarBarbecue.com and Blazing Star Barbecue on all social media platforms and get your sauces and rubs today. We promise you won't be disappointed. The Llama Lounge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Llama Lounge, a dialogue on all things life, learning, and leadership. This is your host, Scott Green, and we have a special edition of the Llama Lounge today. Because I'm back with some of my brothers, Frankie Z and Joey B. How's it going, fellas? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. So you guys pulled the switcheroo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a few weeks ago, we were recording episodes with with Z in Korea and Joe in California, and now you guys have kind of switched around. And Z's back in the states, and now Joe's in Korea. Thanks yeah. for messing it all up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start this by saying doing a podcast at four. Central time is a lot more enjoyable. I'm already having a blast. Yeah. Because I would wake up at five in the morning, brew my coffee. I'm like, all right, I get my head straight. You know what I mean? So, Joe, I uh, I have much respect and love for you for, for being up with us at this time of the hour for you. Yeah, this is the happiest I've seen Frank in like two years. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. all smiling. <laughs> no, no, it's awesome. We have to always have a presence in the peninsula. You know what I mean? So, Scott, next year, you got to roll out here when I, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it. Out. Yeah. That's, that's where we get our merchandise made. So, oh, yes. Gotta, you know, Absolutely. Our, our coins, our coins and our baseball jerseys. So, yeah. it's not too late yeah. for you to join the reserves and just do. Little, I, I think, know, I think it is. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a waiver for everything. Shave, yeah, I think it's about ten years too late. As a matter of fact, you'd have to shave that Furby on your face. <laughs> That's not happening. That's not <laughs> happening. Uh, so Z and I are actually in the same time zone, which is cool. We're, we're like two hours away, so we're planning on doing some some in person uh, recording. And uh, yeah, eventually, Joe trips, camping. Yeah, definitely. Eventually, we'll get there with you, Joe, and uh, eventually with Jose getting back on board too. So what's uh what's new, Joe? You, you just recently made a touchdown in Korea. Yeah, I just got here a couple of weeks ago and then I got to go into that uh, the mandatory quarantine. Um, they do some interesting things here, a little bit different because we got to follow uh, host nation laws and everything else. So uh, when did you... Got I got poked three times now for COVID test within the last like twelve days. So that that was really fun. <laughs> well, you poked like what do you mean? Are you getting oh, the, the nose? The nose, yeah. The brain tickle, yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit of that. Uh, so uh, waiting to be released uh, completely. So I've been in what we call a uh, um, health monitoring status, which is some people call it a working ROM, where I'm allowed to go to work and home, and that's uh, pretty much it, um, unless I'm on the installation since I'm fully vaccinated. So um, get a little bit more freedom. But, but um, it's been the best 
quarantine I've been in. And I've been through a lot of quarantines in the last couple of years, but this is the best because I get to be uh, with my lady. Uh, we get to order food and Korean delivery is like the best in the world. You can order all kinds Dude. of stuff. So we've been cooking and um, it's, it's been like, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Your social media is looking like restaurant quality, like, like advertisements. <laughs> it's like people are, people are, someone made the comment you posted like one of your meals and someone made the comment. They're like, I can smell this food. Like, or I can taste this food. Or I can taste this image. Yeah. That stuff looks good. Looks yeah, good. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Osan, Osan has been, you know, quarantined for, you know, the last two years. So they have that thing down to a really, really good system. And they're always looking out for quality of life um, because they understand one you're, you know, you're at Osan. So that's, that's kind of a, a challenge just being overseas anyways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they do the, the working ROM. That thing is money. I love that because then you're able to enjoy the things on the facility, mm-hmm. especially the gym. I think, man, mm-hmm. the gym while you're in quarantine, that is a mm-hmm. freaking lifesaver <laughs> doing burpees in your house yeah. gets old. Yeah. So you're yeah. able to, yeah. That so, pad yeah. too, man, that, that pad out in front of the gym, because, you know, it gets crowded in there. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. All those gym in a boxes out there. Yeah. yeah. Some of the best stuff. And then, um, I I've never done CrossFit before. And yesterday they had a CrossFit challenge. So, uh, me and a girlfriend jumped into that, but that like, to your point, Frank, I think that there's a lot of, uh, like the events that we do at Osan are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like they, I mean, there's a women's equality month, you know, they're doing events throughout the whole month and they've all been amazing. And they've been, you know, a little bit for everybody, CrossFit, um, symposiums, all kinds of stuff. And I think it's just been awesome, man. Hey Joe, how was, uh, how was your flight to Korea? So my flight to Korea was, you know, the, the part where you <laughs> like, get to the airport, tra- like eight hours early and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> normally that's yeah. kind of terrible, but this is probably my best one so far because, um, because, you know, flying to Seattle after I got my PCR test and, and at Travis, I got to spend time with family. Um, so up there, so we went to dinner and all that got to the airport and then, um, really everything else was pretty smooth, man. It, it was a really good ride and got back and got a warm welcome. Like you don't get anywhere else. I mean, you you get warm welcomes when you're coming overseas you know what i mean mm. so it, it was yeah. just it was it was great man i couldn't complain at all yeah cool. um so you, you got to spend some time with uh, your family in washington before you you dipped out yeah yeah because i got there uh, about 6 p.m so got to do dinner and then um they, oh, awesome. they picked me up did dinner dropped me back off so that's awesome cool. very cool now z mr zamorano yeah you're back you're back in the greatest state texas it's, uh yeah texas is uh it's crowded. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> where, you, where you're at, it's crowded. Yeah. It is. It is hot. Yeah. It is hot. It's not as hot as Korea, though. Korea is freaking, uh, man, that's a sauna, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but it's it's cool. You know, being back in America is, uh, you know, what's funny is that my family had a little bit of a culture shock coming back to the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah. You know, they, I'm, I'm like there because I could see their frustration. And they haven't PCS as many times as I have, right? And so for me, I think it's just easier for me to adapt because I'm used to like picking up my bag mm-hmm. and going wherever the the military or Uncle Sam's <laughs> telling me to go. Like I can, I could just, I could just do that in my sleep now. But for my family, I could just see the frustration, and I'm like, and I'm I'm talking to my wife, and I'm like, babe, you're going through a little bit of like culture shock right now. So it's like, just accept that we're back in the United States. Just accept that things are a little bit different. They're a little bit crowded. They're a little bit busier. 
you know, not to say that soul wasn't busy because yeah. it is, but it's just different. You know, it's just, yeah. it's a different uh, feeling to be back in the United States. I will tell you, uh, you know, PCS and doesn't get any easier. We're, nope. You know, it's, it's always, you know, putting your life in a box and, and, and then waiting for the stuff to come through the boat, which takes about two to three months is always just a little bit frustrating. What's newest for me is me and my family. Uh, you know, I just got promoted. So today, uh, yeah. this month is the first month that I was able to actually wear the rank of chief master sergeant. Um, so I'm honored, honored to, to be able to hold that rank and, and serve in this new capacity and um, excited for what the future holds. This brand new job for me. Uh, different types of, of job that I that I haven't done before. I work at the IMSC uh, for folks that are listening uh, over here at um, Lackland Air Force Base. So yeah. Um, so what's what's the IMSC? What do you mean? Uh, so so it's a cert, it's a center, right? And okay. so uh, so installation mission support center. And so basically, uh, we are in charge of. A lot of manpower stuff, okay. a lot of the taskings that go along with the manpower. And so your job, then I'm, I'm the Magicom functional manager out there. Mm-hmm. So basically I am making sure that all of the squadrons within my career field, all of the, all of the dudes and, and dudettes, mm-hmm. you know, they, um, they have the right size manning for that unit, for that tasking. And everyone's has a fair and balanced uh, taskings that yeah. they go that they get to those each of those squadrons and then um basically doing policy stuff to make sure yeah. that funding we're training like that yeah yeah we're training our guys the right way and our yeah. girls the right way to make sure that things make sense so when i was an airman and i said man this is stupid um <laughs> now i'm in a position to say okay well now is if this is stupid then let's change it let's change right. yeah. the afr let's change the cfetp which is our training plan for the afses and man i'm i'm at the front line of that and that's kind of awesome because that's just a lot of influence the, my only gripe about it is that you know uh, i'm i'm doing a lot of policy right yeah. i'm doing a lot of i'm doing a lot yeah. of spreadsheet stuff <laughs> um, and and i love working with airmen Right. So, so I don't get a whole lot of that, but I, but I do, uh, but I just got to be on the road for that. So I'll just go to the different squadrons and I'll say, Hey, what's going on with your unit as far as manpower goes? And, and are we giving you the right resources that you need? Um, so I, I, I'll get that, but only if I'm on the road, not necessarily on a day to day. Is that where hope's going to? I heard that she is, but I, I, I had, that's only just by somebody telling me that, but I heard she posted that on, on social media that she's going to be the command chief at IMSC. That's what I saw. I, I, yeah, saw her I think I saw something like that too. It's yeah. been a whirlwind yeah. for me, but I thought I remember seeing that. We have to reach out to her. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, cool. Scott, it's like basically it happened after, um, I think it happened after you retired where they consolidated like kind mm-hmm. of like staff support across the, uh, across the different um, AFSCs. So it's, it's unique. It's still kind of, um, uh, it, it confuses people still because you have your uh, A staff leadership, you have your debts, and then you have IMSC, and then you have your MagCom function. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it yeah. gets a little bit uh, conflated, but um, it's just nuanced differences when it comes to that staff support. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is because it wasn't around when you were when you were mm. duty, Scott. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very it's, cool. It's new. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Frank, like, what do you, did, I don't know if you guys heard that episode, me and Paul Hammer, but he was talking about when he went <laughs> to staff, like the moment you leave, you know, cause we were talking about the uh, ivory tower syndrome, like how, like the moment you leave the unit, you become less relevant every day or to understanding what's happening at the ground. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just interesting, man. That's, I'm, I'm yeah. going to be really interested to see how, um, how, how you kind of deal with that. And you're, you're able to, you know, still influence positive change from that position um, without yeah. like being on the ground with the airmen every day. Cause it's such a struggle. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it is a little bit of a struggle and a little bit of adjustment that I'm going through because I'm just like, man, I don't get to, I don't get the gratification of helping an airman and then seeing that through like right. immediately. Mm-hmm. But, but in that, in the book that I was reading, ego is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my ego. Right. That likes that because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's flattering to me right. to, to be able to help those airmen to like see them succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and that fills me up. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's a little bit of ego. Right. But, but the job that I'm in now, it's big picture stuff. It's, it's not necessarily putting out fires for airmen. It's Mm -hmm. changing the organization for thousands instead of just, you know, maybe the 100 airmen. Right. And I thought that was really interesting when I read that paragraph and I read that paragraph, like I read the (laughs) chapter uh, like last week. I'm like, man, this is so timely right now. That's awesome. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool stuff. And it helps me get into the right mind frame. Of even though I'm not being able to like, you know, where, where airmen will come into your office and say, Hey chief, I need this. And I can, and I can immediately help you with that. Um, I can still find some gratification in the fact that I, I can help a lot of folks with, yeah. with doing policy stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. I think one of the things that he, him and I were talking about was definitely that part. And then additionally, like how, you know, when you start creating policy or models of uh, how we should, you know, execute mission at the ground level and then you create a model from like up there but then like you realize that nobody at the ground level can actually execute the model the way you designed it up here because yeah. there's a disconnect you know what i mean so it's like it's hard to that 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 part right there to close that gap is, is super difficult yeah. because without yeah. constantly being on the ground and getting that feedback loop you know and Absolutely. then you, you know you're, you're on the ground you're just grinding it out you don't have time to even provide the feedback sometimes so yeah. it's like back and forth yeah you're, you're at the top going makes sense to me and the people right. at the bottom it's like what what is this yeah like, what, what was frank thinking when he came what, up what, with this idea <laughs> what what career field are they talking about so what what we're, what you guys are talking about is like mm-hmm. some of the challenges that we had as airmen and, mm-hmm. and then you think about man like why are the policymakers making these things yeah. that don't make any sense to us that are working on the flight line or working right. in the office or right. on the field right but today we have technology yeah. Today we have teams, yeah. right? So now we can set up teams meetings with these units and say, all right, what, what works and what doesn't work? Because in our little cubicles where mm-hmm. we work, we work in cubicles, mm-hmm. right? And when we're doing these policy things, it makes sense. And then, yeah. and then when it doesn't work in the field, you guys got to tell us that so right. that we can change these things. But right. so technology is here and it's for the betterment, but we didn't have that back in the day. So I think uh, we're better off today where we are. That's very cool. Yeah. At where I work at, we are, I'm excited because I I secured some funding to put together a, um, a process innovation team or Mm -hmm. a a city innovation team. And, and what we plan on doing is taking about 20 people and giving them some training through Lean Six Sigma and agility training. And they're going to be kind of like the idea program. They're absolute 21 programs. 
they're going to do that for the city. And so we'll get them the training, we'll get them the certifications, and then we'll assign them projects on how to make things a little bit more, uh, make things a little bit more fluid, make things a little bit more um, efficient. Because as you know, with government, it's the, one of the biggest complaints is things move slowly and they're backwards. <laughs> and so um, all right, we, we hired a, a strategic innovation officer. So we'll be working with him to uh, come up with some good plans and, and ideas on how to not only make things better, but get the input from the people on the ground level. So those would be the folks actually leading a lot of the, the, the uh, uh, process improvement initiative. So it's exciting. That, pro- yeah. that program's amazing too. It's so funny when I've seen it, especially in governmental agencies where it's like yeah. people get trained in those things and now they start not looking internal and they look external. It's like, I want to do like seven CPIs on your, your organization <laughs> over there. And they start using it, like weaponizing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. It's not the way it works. It's not the way it works, yeah. Yeah, and so here, man, and and uh, no one asked how I was doing, but I'll tell you. Um, how you doing, Scott? Yeah. Hey, I'm doing great, man. Hey, I did ask you earlier. No, you didn't. I think you just asked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, this okay. is recorded, so we can go back. We we will. We'll have to. Uh, doing well, getting busy. Uh, my oldest just started his freshman year of high school. And oh my high gosh, school. you're old. And he's playing. And he's play, and he's playing. Uh, he's playing football. And uh, my youngest just started his. Uh, seventh grade and he's playing football and so at first we're like this is gonna be so much fun and now my wife and i are like oh man we gotta work these schedules out because mm-hmm. one of them's gonna have games when the other one's having practices and one of them's having practices when the other one's having games and it's and it's texas it's a big deal football's yeah. a big are deal they doing, mm-hmm. are they doing tackle or they're doing tackle no no oh, this is tackle wow. and this is mm-hmm. we had a uh my my oldest son we had a uh sort of a, they call it blue and white scrimmage. So, was, you know, they're, they're kind of figuring out the positions and all that stuff and who's going to be playing where. And um, after that, they had a parents meeting and we go into the parents meeting and literally like five minutes into the parents meeting, they're talking uh, colleges, they're talking recruiting. And I'm like, dude, he's 14. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, like he's, he's been it, a freshman for a week. Like he's already he's behind. Football. He's 14. I don't like slow down man. slow down. And the coach and the coach is literally like, you know, here's what you guys need to do about recruiting. And here's be careful with social media and giving all this. And I'm like, Oh man, like, I'm like, this is happening way too fast. This is just happening way too fast. So, but it's exciting. So we're about to get super busy in the green household with, with uh, church events and school and uh, uh, going back to school ourselves and football and work stuff. So that's a good busy though. That's the it's good a good busy. busy. It's a good yeah. busy and it's a good busy. And so that kind of leads us to uh, one of the topics that I wanted to, to uh, discuss today is finding a, a guilt-free life balance mm. or finding a guilt-free life harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as you guys are familiar with, and as I was familiar with too, back being active duty, there's a lot asked of you, you know, mm-hmm. you're constantly being bombarded with requests and taskers. And, and I wanted to sort of just maybe uh, the three of us probably sh- share some of our experiences and maybe some ideas on how we handle that stuff, because um, it can be, daunting you know the as many of many of the things that we get asked to do so um who wants to i'll just ask you z how how do you deal with stuff like that when you get constantly bombarded with taskings so this is this is kind of coincidental that i just got off the phone with a good buddy javon leach and he's he's kind of feeling this is the first time he's feeling a squadron superintendent position Mm -hmm. i think he's got somewhere around 100 150 folks and it's um 
it's a transition for him in that he's like, man, Z, he's like, there's just task every day. Every day there's a task. A ta- mm-hmm. and, and, and it's like multiple tasks. And some of them are just nonsense. Yeah. And I said, and I said, bro, one of these days, one, one day a week, which was, this was kind of my golden rule. And I learned this probably from mentors, probably learned this from you guys. I had one day where I just didn't do any email. I didn't do any email. I let, I cleared that with my boss and I said, Hey boss, I'm not doing any emails on this day, right? Whatever day that was normally it was a Friday. Cause I felt like that was a good day to get out and go see the airmen and just kind of go, uh, you know, just, just have small talk with everybody and, and learn a little bit more about them. Uh, because to me, that's way more important than answering a freaking task. That, that, to me, that's just where, my bread and butter was that's how i can build influence so that's how i can inspire these folks to to uh, manage talent when we talk about talent management we're talking about keep retaining the right folks that only comes from that only comes from knowing that okay these folks are going to take care of me so this is the organization that i want to be a part of yeah. right so you know, kind of going back to your question how did i manage my day to day i just chose which one which things were were important to me there was a uh, was it is it um, Stephen Covey, Franklin Covey? Forget which one. It is. Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey. Yeah, Franklin um, Company. He, he talks about that that big rock thing. You guys yeah. seen the video mm-hmm. where he has the big rocks and then he yeah. pours the 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 pebbles in there and then he pours the and, and that man. I saw that video for the first time maybe ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago, and that always resonated with me. I'm like, all right, then from now on you just do the big rocks and and all yeah. the other stuff is just like. Uh, the the minutia uh maybe it matters maybe it doesn't yeah and i I will tell you when you are a chief it's a lot easier saying no and it's a lot easier (laughs) telling people that you're not gonna you're not gonna do something Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, because you don't have to you don't have to worry about the consequences of that (laughs) but do you you think that's because when you are junior ranking that you're depending on your motivation to make rank that you might be so eager to impress or eager to satisfy others that you're yeah. willing to just take on everything and anything that is thrown at you. Yeah. And, and I, and I still have that to this day. I still yeah. want, I still want to, uh, you know, appease my, my boss, you know, whenever, no matter what rank I am, I still want to show my team that, man, you guys can rely on me. And if something needs to yeah. be done, I'm going to do it. Right. But, but it has to be within these boundaries and these parameters that I set for myself. And, and things like, you know, the, the other thing I heard of Covey was if it's not on the schedule, then it won't happen. So yeah. if you want to meet with me or I'm going to have lunch with my wife or I'm going to do something with my kids, it's going on the schedule because I know this is where I have to be. And this is where what the commitment is for that time. Yeah. Um, so that that also is a valuable, valuable tool I learned a long time ago where just to manage that calendar and all these other tasks. And I don't care what the email says. It could say triple hot, like needs to be done. And it's, sent it's more likely it's not hot then. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the more and exclamation sent- marks are on there. It was like, to who? It's hot to you. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to me. Like, honestly, those things, sometimes those things just don't get done because they're not, they're not a priority within what, what is going on. And that's easy for me to say. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I've spent many times doing some dumb tasker mm-hmm. and it always happens on a Friday afternoon and we're working at freaking six o'clock in the night because somebody has a wild hair 
and they need to get some 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 sort of data point. Did I answer your question, Scott? I feel like I was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's all it's all you know, it's it's all fluid. It's all however you want to answer it. I think yeah. it's important. One of the, one of the things that I try to do, especially on some of those situations, is to be more proactive on how I want to spend my week. Mm-hmm. So I, I I actually have um, my Friday afternoons. I block off of my schedule on how I want to spend the next week. And so yeah. whether it's making a phone call, whether it's responding to an email, whether it's a particular project I'm working on. Um, and, and I've learned to not try to put things back to back to back to back. I've learned to put some white space in my schedule to leave some space open. And so if someone wants to schedule something with me um, and they're like, Hey, I want to meet with you at this time. They'll look at my calendar. They'll see it's red. And so they'll see that, okay, this is not a good time. Instead of asking me to adjust my schedule, they'll, yeah. they'll look for the white space and then they can uh, put something in that time zone. Um, but there used to be, I, would, I was always changing my schedule and changing my schedule to match somebody else's. And after a while, I, I realized, you know what? I'm never getting any of my stuff done because I'm always accommodating somebody else's schedule. Yeah. So- there's a, there's a great story that, that something that happened to me right before I left Korea. Um, I was, I was teaching emotional intelligence and um, I was getting a lot of, a lot of invitations to come out and teach. And I loved, I love teaching. I, I loved going out there and just kind of sharing what I know about EQ to the other units. And there was a unit that wanted me to do it the same day as my farewell. Right. Mm, and then I yeah. was also out processing on that day as well. Yeah. So I loved, I loved teaching EQ and they wanted me to do it during that morning. And then I was supposed mm-hmm. to go to some out processing and I was supposed to do a farewell. And eventually I just had to say, I'm sorry, man, I, I can't, I can't commit to it just cause it's, it's just too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I wouldn't have, I, that's life experience being able to tell me that I can't commit. Yeah. To that, right? Yeah. And that, and that's tough. Cause you know, you're like, you're like chomping it to do it. You're like, oh, yeah, I really right. want to do this. Yeah. But is, but yeah. is that, but putting energy in, is that, is that going to take away from something else that is just as important? So mm-hmm. you got to be careful with that. How about you, Joe? What's yeah. on your mind? You know, I was thinking, um, there's a lot of great points that Frank brought up. And I remember listening to, uh, I think it's an episode that maybe all of us listened to that Naval Ravikant episode when he was on Rogan. Oh, that dude's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And there was something that he said that resonated to me and doesn't translate exactly, but he talked about, you know, you got to get rich first before you can start doing what you want. You know what I mean? And, and I was like, you know, and he's just simplified it and he was kind of, you know, saying that uh, just jokingly, but it's kind of true. You got to, I think you have to reach a certain level uh, in your life, whether it's just experience, also achievement based, you got to get past a certain bar, whatever that bar might be for you before mm-hmm. you can start really identifying what you can say no to, because, you know, as we know, as, as senior NCOs, you know, you get into those hunger games and it's really hard to say no to things yeah. because you don't know which which thing that you say no to is going to uh, label you as maybe not a team player or not hungry for it or whatever it might be. And that's just the honest truth. You know, we kind of all experience that, but the experience comes with it. I know when I, when I um, pinned on chief or even it was selected, I remember there was such a liberating feeling and I was sitting there at my laptop one day and working on something. And uh, somebody asked me to do something. It was a very menial task, but I realized I was like, well, you know, what's the point of not doing this? This is like, just because I'm a chief. No, it's like, actually it's, easy to just say yes to some of those menial tasks too, because it's liberating. You're just serving everybody, your leadership, yeah. your airmen and everything. So it, it, it was just like an epiphany moment for me. I was like, Oh, this is, this is the best. 
You know what I mean? Like you could, you could do, it's not, it's not like there's no ego tied to it. You just, you just knock yeah. it out, you know? And, and if you have a good command team, you can do that. Um, I think that the, uh, Frank brought up a good thing is that his experience kind of lines up and helps you understand. I think that's really important. It's like your experience as you grow and you can't rush it will help you discern between what you can say no to and what you should say no to you know, and then how, and how you will say no to those things. Um, I think there's nothing worse than committing to stuff and not really following through, you know, yeah. th- th- I mean, th- I'd rather you tell me, no, you know, I got too much stuff, you know, on my calendar right now, I'm not going to be able to support you. Then, then you going back and forth and like kind of making me feel like you can, then in the end you bail out, you know, that, that hurts yeah. your credibility yeah. with me. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot, but I think what's helped me a lot is um, that learning to delegate and empower and, and not trying to keep that. And that's the ego thing. Like wanting to not take it, keep it all to myself and, and do those things um, because whether it's, I think that's the way I want it done, um, but just delegating, empowering, continuously growing, which is still difficult. And the other thing is I, I have a, I, I, just like you said, being proactive with my schedule once a week at the beginning of the week, um, I write all the big rocks like uh, Frank yeah. talked about for this next week on a quad chart. And my quad chart has mission, airmen, extracurricular leadership, and then self. And I make sure that I, I, I put myself, my you know, non-negotiables of what I'm going to do, fitness and all that stuff. And when I look at my quad chart after I write it, if there's like, if it's imbalanced, like there's 50 mission things, but there's nothing for self, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a quick visual, like, yo, I'm not in harmony right now at all. I have to right. make sure that, um, that I write those things down. And on my Outlook calendar, I put my personal stuff on there too. And I let my entire command team see it. You know, yeah. I put all my personal, if it was a, if it was a, I don't care if it was a mental health visit or if it was me going to the gym or spending time with my significant other, that that's going to be on my calendar as well. And I let them see it. Yeah. And, and, and it makes so much sense because if you don't have those areas in your life uh, being looked at, Mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to lead other people. You're not going to be a great delegator. You're not going to be able to get the tasks that come at you accomplished in a, in a efficient and effective manner. Because I, I remember back in the day, I would have PT on my schedule mm-hmm. and then something would come up and I'm like, all right, where can I move PT to a different, different day? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden the whole week goes by and there's no PT done because yeah, you're yeah. constantly adjusting. And so I think it's important to have those non-negotiables. You know, those those events. And one of the things that we're, we're looking at right now with um, with our family is so we're we're pretty active in our church and um, we do everything we can to avoid missing uh, services. And so our mm-hmm. services are on Sundays and on even on Wednesday nights. And when we were looking at uh, the football schedule, we we're like, all right, so what do we do if some of these games come up on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know? So we set the standard with our kids and then do we go back on those standards and, um, or do we let the coach know, Hey, listen, this is a game that, you know, such as such isn't going to be able to play. Does that mean he gets less playing time next time? Probably. But if it goes against the standard that we've already set and the non-negotiables that we set for ourselves, we're okay with that decision. So I think, it, I think it's important. That's, that's a, that's a very hard decision to make. It is. Man, yeah. You know? Yeah. You're like, dang, like, can do we do we compromise mm-hmm. this or our you know our our values and our morals because of this yeah this sport you know mm-hmm. yeah admirable Scott I, I admire you for that man. yeah well it's not I mean you'd like I'd like to say man it was an easy decision to make yeah right yeah. I, I'm so you know concrete in my my values but no it was something that uh, we we look at and go oh this is good this is gonna be tough 
Um, but you know what, if, if it's something's important to you, do you adjust your schedule for things that aren't as important? Right. Right. And that's where I can come away with saying, Hey, that's a, that's a decision that, that we feel comfortable with. And at the end of the day, three years from now, is him missing one game? Is that going to affect his life? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, three years from now, me not participating in this tasker or delegating it to somebody else, is that really going to overall have an impact? Yeah. I was thinking just you're touching on Mm -hmm. just kind of like the root of what we're talking about is like, it's easy to like, okay, manage a schedule Mm -hmm. and like, okay, we could do big rocks. And like, I I think that's easy, but, but when you have to like really prioritize, right. Right. Is it, is, is this going to be good for my career? What about my kid's birthday? Like, what about the first day of school? Right. And how, what about, cause now my boss wants me to be at this, at this meeting right here, but then that kind of conflicts with walking my daughter to school on this day. Like, yeah. do you have the courage to make the right decision? And then right. what is the right decision? That's the part right yeah. there. What is the right decision? Right. Yeah. And, that, and that's yeah. the, that's the toughest part. And I think what it comes with wisdom is being able to look, okay, that ask that question in three years, is this going to matter? Right. Which yeah. one's going to yeah. matter more, but that's real difficult too. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know if I, if I don't take on this, uh, projo for this event, is that going to impact my career? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these are things that, that <laughs> these are questions yeah. that you, you, you got to ask yourself. They're like, I don't know, you know, and I've made many wrong decisions, yeah. you know, and, and looking back, I, I have identified that those are the wrong decisions, but you know, like at the time it's, it's, it's pretty difficult to do that. And and I think that the biggest, the most difficult ones, like um, Frank was kind of alluding to was like the ones that are like values, value dilemmas, you know, mm-hmm. like we talk about ethical dilemmas when you have two values that conflict with each other, like not mm-hmm. first an ethical lapse where you knew something was wrong. You picked the wrong way, you know, you went the yeah. wrong way, but ethical dilemmas, like you got two values that are really yeah, right, right, right yeah. versus right. 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 Versus right. You know, like loyalty versus integrity, you know, are you being loyal to somebody at the same time, but you're, you need to be honest, you know, there are certain things that sometimes those things conflict, but same things with like some of the things that are the most important to us, our values. Like you you have a value of you want to, um, you put your children first and when it comes to sports, but then you're like, you also have the the value to, to your faith, you know, and it's, and they're conflicting sometimes. And those are the most difficult ones to, to navigate through. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there's a, there's a story that just it always sticks with me. It was a former chief I used to work for. And he's telling me a story of how he's got, he's got two tickets for him and his son mm-hmm. and they're going to go see the, um, the Oklahoma city thunder. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, his kids stoked. It's like his birthday or something like that. And um, his boss says, Hey, this, this event came up and I want you to go. Right. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I kind of got these tickets. He's like, yeah, he's like super important though. Super important that you're there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know, kind of needs you there at this event. And so now he's stuck with this, with this dilemma. Does he tell yeah. his kid he can't go to the game or, or does he give his, give his boss the Heisman and go to the, go to the game? What would you guys do before I give you the answer of what he did? Well, well Oklahoma city thunder. So I wouldn't be going to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring back you the know, Sonics. <laughs> they were playing the Sonics. <laughs> so, so um, here, here's here's some of the things that I I always kind of go back to. First of all, um, if I'm meeting my boss, and this is all hindsight reflective, right? 
I know. I, yeah, I, I know nowadays I'm, I'm wise enough that I let my boss and my superiors know what are important, to, what's important to me. Mm-hmm. And I, and I let my, I like my first week on the job, my boss knows who I am. She knows who, what I'm about. She knows what my values are. And not that I'm like just going, trying to shove all this down, but I, I'm letting her know who I am as a person, right? That what my light is outside of this place. Um, and so I've had some bosses that are like, Hey, I need you at this event. And I've had other bosses that said it's an invitation, not an expectation it's because they understood what, you know, Hey, listen, if it's, if it's done on this night, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, mm. The other thing too is, and, and this isn't, oh, this isn't me saying nothing is important, right? Because, but I can tell you, there are so many events that got canceled during COVID. There are so many events that got canceled during like, like not too long ago when in February, when Texas had that freeze and basically the state shut down, there's a lot of us, there's a lot of stuff that got shut down and didn't happen. Right. And I know that there's a lot of things that took place, events that were scheduled during that time frame that did not take place. And guess what? We all moved on and we all got past it. So there are times when I have to look at, you know, whoever's asking me to do, you know, whatever it is. And I go, is somebody going to die over this? If I'm not there, did you die? <laughs> did you, if I'm not there, is somebody going to die? You know? And, and so I have to really, you know, and that's why I, I try to be very upfront and forward with, with about what's important to me and what my values are and what my schedule is going to be like. And like you do, yeah. Joe, I put yeah. my personal stuff on the schedule because mm-hmm. uh, I want my boss to see that, Hey, right. um, I'm probably going to cut out about, I, we, we work eight to five. I'm usually at work at seven and usually there till five 30, but those days that I need to cut out a four forty-five to go make it to a football game across town. My boss is okay with that because she already knows up front everything that I put into it. Mm-hmm. And so they have a better understanding of what to ask for and what not to ask for. And if it's super important, if it's like, if, if you're a good boss or a good leader, you're going to, you're going to approach that person and go, listen, I know this is going to be a tough ask, right? But here's what I really need from you. And I, you know, they're going to appreciate that and, and uh, appreciate that values and, and what you find important. So I'm not saying you just shut down everything else and go, well, you know, we have COVID and COVID shut down everything. So it can't be that important. But I think it's, I think it gives us an opportunity to reflect on what's really important in our lives. Yeah. So are you going to the game or not? I'm going to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'd go to the game too, but like, you know, obviously it's easier to say while well, we're on this podcast and not in that yeah. situation with yeah. the boss wanting you to go do something because it's possible you tell the boss about this situation and the boss is still like, I still need you to do this thing. Well, yeah. And here's the thing we are. So I, I work and I, I'm considered an essential employee. I work for the you mm-hmm. know local government there. There's going to be times when they're asking me to, Hey, it, it, during hurricane season, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm expected to work anytime they need me to work. Um, yeah. So there's going to be those sacrifices that are made. So instead of me shipping up and leaving town yeah. during a hurricane, I'm right. actually going to have to stay home, right. uh, stay in town. So I'll send my family off. I'll stay here. So I think if your bosses understand um, you and you give them the opportunity to understand you, they're going to be careful and more strategic on what they ask you to do versus what they um expect you to do yeah and if you're and if you're not in the military yeah i mean if you're not in the military (laughs) you might be uh able to at least identify that uh 
that this isn't the place that I want to work for if yeah, if, if yeah. they're not understanding of those things, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, so, and I'll tell you, military environment's completely different, right? Because you can't mm-hmm. be like, hey, we got a short tasking for deployment. Well, you know, um, right. I got a, I got I got a first grade, to go to. I got a, yeah. I got a first grade graduation coming up. I can't make it. No, no. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's gonna be that realistic uh, expectations there. But um, for me personally, as I get older and wiser, um, I've learned ways to communicate better with with my leadership on what I expect as far as the level of tasking and the level of expectations they have for me. Yeah. Yeah. Your point is great because it's like, okay, there's going to be times where you really, we always have a choice, but some of those are going to be more of those. um, I really got to go do this thing, right? I got to make this sacrifice. So let's not do it to ourselves by making the wrong choice on the, on the other things, right. That aren't like you have to go do this, (laughs) you know I mean? Don't don't keep doing it to ourselves, but you know, there's another perspective I, I think about often when you're to help me keep my sanity when um, I'm being yeah. pulled in 60 different directions and they want mm-hmm. me here and they want me there is first world problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's people that there's some people that nobody wants them anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, so, I mean, like if, if, if people are pulling you in so many different directions, there must be, you must be bringing some value out there, but you just got to figure out which ones you're actually going to, um, you know, uh, invest your time into. And, and once again, I think with, um, with experience, with, with age, you know, um, and I put it in that order because just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're getting good experience. You know, this, it, yeah. it doesn't necessarily, there's a correlation, but it doesn't, it's not causal. Like, you know, you have to put yourself in situations to, to gain the good experience. Um, I think that you start, you, you start honing that discernment. Okay. This one, I can yeah. say no to it's, it's not going to be a big deal. I've seen this story seven times, this tasker with four exclamation marks, not really that mm. big of a deal. You know what I mean? You, you start, you start identifying those things, you know, uh, where when you're younger, you're like, I got to say yes to everything. Crap. Cause I know one thing that I've gained along the way is when I say yes to everything like that, cause I've done it too many times. Um, it has a toll on me long-term, you know, it affects me. Uh, anxiety rises up. Uh, my, my shoulders start hurting from carrying too much burden, you know, everything else. And then I realized that most of that I put on myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, your health overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so back to the, the scenario uh, that she, who are the, who are, who are the fender playing? That's the, that could be part of it too. Uh, you're not- <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. It's not, it's not a question I asked. Yeah. Well, the glow trotters. <laughs> That's a different story. Oh, you're really coming at the thunder right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Washington Generals. He didn't yeah. go to the game. He, he, uh, he ended up giving the tickets away and, and telling his kid that he couldn't go to the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he, he reflects on that. And obviously he felt some kind of way about it because he, he, you know, carries that story with him. Yep. Still thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Still thinking about it and regrets it, regrets it yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and sometimes the challenge too, is you can, you can have those events with family and you can carry those memories. Like, man, that was such a good moment, uh-huh. but you don't remember anything about that tasker because there's yeah, been so many 100%. of them, you know, and, and you're, and you're trying to think, what was that tasker? And what was the outcome of it? Like, I don't even remember, yeah. but mm-hmm. that family experience um, or whatever it is, or, or it could be two taskers. It could be two. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be uh, family versus work. It could be work work or family versus family. Um, but it's, I think it's important to um, uh, really be proactive in sort of figuring out if, if it, 
if it goes against your morals or against your standards or, or against something that's important to you, um, be very careful about what you say yes to. Yeah. So like the other, the other kind of element in this thing is that I'm addicted to work. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love, I love my job. You know what I mean? And sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm working at six o'clock, seven o'clock at night, but I'm working at home. Mm-hmm. Either on my, you know, my government cell or my government computer, and my daughter will come up to me and says, "Hey, Dad, can you can you show me how to do a paper airplane?" And I can hear myself like it's an out of body experience. It says, "Hey, Hannah, I'm working right now, right? Like, give me a second, right?" And I hear that. I'm like, "Dude, you're a jerk!" Like, yeah, pull pull away from the computer and show your daughter how to do a paper airplane. Like, you, all of a sudden, you, know, you got and- cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that song. No, uh, I think I heard it when I was four. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's about a kid who keeps asking his dad for attention, and the dad keeps saying, I'm busy. Um, and then later on, the kid grows up, and the dad asks the kid for attention, and the kid's like, I'm busy. Yo, that's no, deep. that's good. That's Whoa. it. That's it. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Uh, I always tell <laughs> I always tell my kid, I'm like, dude, you're going to take care of me when I'm old. I'm just like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, you think we will, but yeah. <laughs> Putting you in a home. Yeah. yeah you know, you know, the, the, the thing though, is like, when you look back at these things, um, I was, I'm reading the Adam Grant book, think again. And, um, he said something to the effect of, you know, just because you achieve something doesn't mean that you achieved it the right way. You know, we should look at yeah. how, how, you know, or what were the means to that end? Cause that matters yeah. also. And we should look back and be like, okay, so if you achieved all the things you wanted, but you said no to your kids so many times or, yeah. or, 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 or even, you know, put your own values and morals on the line to do something to achieve whatever it was, you know, um, which we see that happen a lot too. Uh, yeah. You, you got to reflect on that because after, you know, eventually you're going to, you're going to look back on your life and be like, dude, did I live honorably? Did I live with, uh, yeah. did I live giving people dignity and respect? You know, these are all things that we got to look at. And at some point it's going to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you can make it to the top, but if you're the loneliest person, mm-hmm. what, what difference does it make? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you mm-hmm. sacrificed, friendships and relationships and you know uh all that stuff so it's it's you know and money money helps but uh it doesn't help you know like you could be the richest person on the block and then just be the loneliest and most miserable person Mm -hmm. um you could buy whatever you want but still you're still lonely you can fly in outer space nowadays you can you see that (laughs) yeah branson and bezos yeah bezos they're just uh man those guys guys seem pretty happy though so yeah but they but they earned it they They probably got beat up in school you know what i mean like they earned it (laughs) bezos definitely got beat up definitely that's why he's getting yoked now (laughs) (laughs) see his wife though his wife got like i don't know half of his half of his millions and billions just for marrying the dude man man so if you could give advice to younger you right say uh 24 year old joe or 24 year old frank what would you say when did you get married frank how, how long have you and your wife been married i've been married uh actually in three days would be 14 years whoa okay okay oh yeah. congratulations so so Dang. pre-married frank what would you say uh to younger you about making these type of decisions uh we're, we're talking about like prioritizing and, and family yeah. and life balance yeah. and all that good stuff uh you know 
I keep going back. What comes to my mind is like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. You know, so like we, this thing all comes back to what, what me and my kids called life hacks. Mm-hmm. You just get good at like doing these things because you've seen it. Like it's the matrix. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that was a that was a re- repeat. I've seen this somewhere along yeah. the way. Right. So even if I could tell my younger self, my younger self wouldn't listen to me anyway. Yeah. Like, like, Shut up, old like, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Unless I'm giving him the almanac, the sports almanac. Back to the future. Yeah. Back to the future. Then he wouldn't listen to me anyway. Even but then, you'd still be skeptical. It's like, yeah. is this for real or <laughs> did you make this up? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, that's just a tough question because I feel like these are just things that you get good at by making mistakes mm-hmm. yeah uh and then and then you're like man i'm burnt out why am i yeah. burnt out oh well you didn't work out you haven't worked out in two weeks yeah uh uh maybe maybe you're, you're having one too many beers on the weekend or maybe you're you know you're not paying enough uh balance with or you're you're doing things last minute you're procrastinating you know and all these things are just adding up um so uh, with the life experience, I think that's probably what I would tell myself, like, man, it's just going to be a journey mm-hmm. and you learn as much as you can. You keep an open mind, you stay positive and you just kind of be like water. Yeah. Be like what? Bruce, mm-hmm. Bruce Lee. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Joe? Uh, for me, very similar to what Frank said, because it's kind of, I think the only regrets I have in life, even though I've made tons and tons of mistakes are those times where I've maybe hurt someone's feelings or made them feel bad. Um, I, if I could go back and identify all those and try to change those, you know, if that's something that I would, I would look at doing, but otherwise, you know, went through a divorce, um, made many mistakes in my, in my career, made the wrong decisions on what was a priority uh, numerous times and um, experiencing all those, I wouldn't change anything because I think the advice I'd give myself is Joe is going to be all worth it at the end. You yeah, know, it's going to be yeah. all worth it. You know, we're going through all these struggles, challenges, things that you're not even able to share with people. All these things are going to be worth it at the end, you know, and um, yeah. I don't. Well, think the, the fact you've learned those... from them. Right, right. I wouldn't yeah. be the person I am today if I didn't experience the things I went through. That includes being a failure when it comes to prioritizing what's important. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but uh, but, you know, the, the thing is, I don't have the this, this same challenges that Frank and you have. I don't um, have children you know, to, 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 to get put into that equation. So, um, is it, you know, would I be regretful more if I chose to go to a conference, um, to shake a couple hands and potentially give a little influence, maybe even be the guest speaker on something versus taking my kid to a softball game or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, those are things I probably would regret if I look back at it, you know. Um, yeah. But once again, still, as long as you learn from it. And don't, yeah, you know, yeah. Don't do it again. Don't repeat them over and over yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you made me think of something, though, Joe. It's like, I think, you know, as a younger person trying to figure out where you fit and mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be doing and what the meaning is and, you know, what faith is. Right. And, and then you have so many influences in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that's mentors or bosses or friends, you kind of get lost in all that a little bit. Mm -hmm. You kind of go through these phases of your life where you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm supposed to do this. And that just doesn't feel right. Or I'm supposed to listen to these folks. I'm supposed to act like this. I'm supposed to dress like this. 
I think at the end of the day, and this is the thing I, I often try and try and tell, you know, my kids is dude, just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What, whatever that is, just be yeah. yourself. And you know what that is. No one else knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Just be yourself and be genuine to that and be comfortable in that. And things will just will work out. They just do. It's, yeah. It's just, that's how life works. And when you have grace with yourself, like, okay, be yourself and have some grace with yourself. Cause you know, you're mm-hmm. going to, you're going to make the, the mistakes along the way. And then when you, I, yeah. I found that when you, when you open yourself up to that and have grace with yourself, you're able to see things a little bit different. Like I talk about mm-hmm. seeing the world through adult eyes. I'm able to see things different where, um, like I, I talked about, um, my, my, uh, failed marriage. I look at now I'm like, well, although, you know, that kind of, that sucked. But going through it is what made me the man I am now to mm-hmm. and 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 the man that deserves the soulmate that I'm with now. You know what I mean? Like I, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm different. Um I, I've grown and um mm-hmm. and she deserves this version of me, not the version of me just three years ago. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you know how to how to do it better. Mm-hmm. Just go around. Yeah. Right. That makes still sense. Not, still not perfect though, bro. Still, no. still working. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. no, and no one is. And no one right, is. Right. And no one is. Uh, and that's the beauty, right? That's the beauty. Like you said, have grace with yourself. Have grace with other people. But, you know, I'm, I'm sort of reminded this conversation. Um, it's been a while since I taught MRT. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's four domains. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there are a lot of people. I remember when MRT first came out, there are a lot of people was called it, you know, jib jab. And they didn't really think it was important and they sort of, you know, frowned upon it or laughed at it. But when I look back and I see, you know, those four pillars or four domains, I'm like, they're, they're important. Cause if one of those is missing, if you, if you're not taking care of yourself physically, if you're not taking care of yourself mentally, um, there's, there's going to be that imbalance there. And I think um, in order to have a, a guilt-free life balance, you need to make sure all four of those, uh, right. areas are, are being looked at and being worked on. Yeah. It's like the bar stool, yeah. you know, well, one of the legs is shorter than the other. You'd be all over the place. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's uh, important. So don't, you know, I, it's important. And we talked about scheduling earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Put something in your schedule every week for those areas, make sure they're, they're all being addressed and being looked at. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't want to go off you, on a tangent. You didn't answer. Oh, good. You didn't answer the question. You're the only what question. I would, yeah, what would you say? Well, I, I'll tell you my my younger years. I just sort of uh, went with the flow. Mm. Honestly, honestly, I was uh, the I'll say the first like ten years of my career was, you know, when's the next party or when's the mm. next you know whatever. And mm. uh, I I I don't think I was very prioritized. Mm. You know, I didn't mm. really really know what my values were other than hard work that was always consistent. Right. Um, but I didn't really always think future focus. I didn't always really think about uh, what was really important to me other than having fun. And so hindsight, um, that's probably something I'd be more focused on um, is, is uh, paying more attention to who I really am as a person and what's really important to me. But you're figuring it out, right? At that point, you're kind of like figuring that out while you're having fun. I think, I think, (laughs) I think, I think, I think you are, but if you are uh, making uh, yeah. yeah. If you're making yeah. excitement and fun, the priority, you mm. might forget what your actual values are, mm. you know? Mm. 
It's just you're know, just man, that, that Scott sounds fun. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, how come we didn't get to hang out with that guy? <laughs> yeah. you, I think you did. I think you did. <laughs> but you know, there's a there's a time and a place for all that. There's yeah. a time and a place for for all. I feel like that, that so. dude would randomly come out in a gi out of nowhere, just you know. That might that might have TV. happened once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you wearing a gi right now? Like, what are we? Are we about to go hit the mats? <laughs> it's UFC night. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, that, that that's what I would tell myself is uh, uh, because because I think once you identify those priorities in your life, it makes that transition into. Um, uh, building a schedule and building a future a lot easier than it is to just kind of going with the flow. It is. Um, I think it is. But you know, like what Frank was talking about earlier, like, like younger version of him would have told old version of him to shut up. I, you yeah, know, like, <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I remember uh, when I was working at the Airman Family Readiness Center, I had a financial readiness person talk about, I don't get why all these F-tackers aren't investing in their TSP, you know, back then when it was like an option. I was like, when I was their age, if you told me yeah. about retirement, I would tell you, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to 35. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that yeah. 35 seems so old to me when and I I'm was, riding you know, this thing to the wheels fall off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. YOLO. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this and Travis, plenty of places go raging up there too, man. Yeah. San Francisco was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, my, my stomping ground was all over San Antonio, Z. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. I don't think half the places are still open anymore that uh, Probably not. hang out at. Probably not. But, uh, but it was, it was, I mean, it was good times. Uh, I don't really remember much of them, but it, they, were, <laughs> they, were, they were fun. What was that tangent you wanted to go off on, Joe? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I, I, see, I, I see him writing, so I'm always curious when you're like, taking you notes. Show, show yeah. me your notes. I don't remember what that was, that, what that tangent was. Oh, I think, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't remember. It, it was something that you, you brought up, and I was like, oh, I just wanted to go in that direction, and it was totally off topic completely, but I can't remember. Yeah. I, I, th- I think, and sort of to kind of round this out, is we're never going to be perfect at this stuff, mm-hmm. right? You're never going to be perfect. We're, I, think, I think it's good when you have those dilemmas, Cause that, mm-hmm. that lets you know that you're actually thinking about it, right. You're, mm-hmm. you're considering other people and you're considering, um, you know, taking a, a, an adult look at things. Um, cause in the past, you know, like you said earlier, Joe, when you're looking through your non-adult eyes, some of the stuff doesn't seem important, but mm-hmm. as you get older, you realize, is it important to me? Is it important to other people? Or am I just being selfish? And, and as an adult, as a married man, as a father, um, I think those are things that, when you start looking at the considerations on how it affects other people, how you spend your time, right. what you agree to and commit to, um, you sort of, you, you shift gears mm-hmm. in, in, in a more positive direction, I think. And like I said, it's yeah. first world problems when you have those issues where people want your time, you know, because yeah. whether that's because of your competency, you know, your character, um, just the, the, just because they love you, you know, all those different things, man, that's, that's, that's good because unfortunately it's, there's people out there that probably not a lot of people want their time, you know, and they're yeah. not in the best place. Um, it's, so. it's good to be appreciated. Right. And it's good to be, uh, wanted needed. to feel, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Needed. It's good to be, you know, mm-hmm. when your boss is confident in enough in you to bring something to your attention, mm-hmm. um, I think that's always a good thing, but also think it, you know, when you have a great relationship with your boss and I'm reading a book right now called behind every great leader. And, uh, I think it's important that as followers, you get to know your leaders because you can build that relationship. And when you have that relationship intact, it's easier for those conversations to take place. Mm-hmm. All right. Sure. Well, this was good guys. This is a good, I, good catch I liked up. It. 
Yeah, yeah, I liked it, Frank. I don't know what your issue was, man. I'm up. I'm, 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 I'm just getting the day started. I feel all. Oh, how dare you! you. (laughs) I'm tired, man. I am. I am tired. Like it's just like that tangent. Like I don't even remember what it was. I'm tired. I don't remember what I was about to say. (laughs) I saw. I saw the sharpie. While you're there, man, get your golf game up. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is good yeah. opportunity to go. Yeah, sent the clubs. Yeah, yeah, sent the yeah. clubs. They're on the way over here. And uh, I mean, the lady said she wanted. So we're probably going to go screen golfing first a couple of times for her to yeah. get, you know, yeah. get her stroke right. And then me to, to get uh, refreshed because I've been golfed and probably about it since before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that means I suck even worse then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, this cheap, this good, good cheap golf at Osan and Humphreys mm-hmm. too. Yeah, the ginkgo tree is awesome. Do you see that? See yeah. that out there on that hole? Yeah. Yeah. Good talk, guys. Good catching up as well. Yeah. Good, yeah, good it's to been see, a while. Good to see Frank in the same time zone. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, thanks for messing it up, Joe. Hey. hey. We were almost there. Hey, we, the llama has to have a presence at all times on the peninsula. It's just the way it is. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's on the peninsula, you know. Who, who knows what would happen if we didn't have a llama presence out here? So, so. hey, when am I going to get my assault through patch? Like, so they're happen? they're on the way here from yeah. in my in my uh, household goods. So once they get here, oh. I'll, I'll ship them out to you guys. Yeah, and I'm, I'll get the flag and all that stuff made too. That'll be pretty cool. All right. Yeah. So speaking of, check out our website llamaleadership.com. Uh, we got some great articles there. We got some, uh, some older episodes of the podcast, some merch coming our way. Uh, and speaking of, uh, merch and shopping, don't forget to check out our sponsor, blazing star barbecue.com. Uh, he's been at Mike star has been on the show a couple of times, Joe. Yep, absolutely. He's been on here twice. Fantastic human being. Uh, he's a he's a, just a grinder, you know, doing amazing things. Entrepreneur, uh, veteran owned business. Um, he's a veteran of the U.S. Air Force over 20 years and just such a great dude. Just such yeah. a great dude. So I uh, support his stuff and not just because he's a great dude, because, you know, he's not just a nice guy. He's producing some amazing uh, products over there. The rubs and um, I use the, the rubs on everything. I used it right. everything. I, so I got a smoker. Which one did you recommend for me? Uh, I love the Reaper rub. He just came out with the Scorpion, which is a little bit more spicy because the Reaper, you know, you hear Reaper and you're like, oh, that's going to be hot. Actually, he balances it out really well to have a tangy spice yeah. with a little bit of sweet on there. So I rub that on steaks, uh, pork, everything, and just let it sit for a day, throw it on the smoker. And my goodness, but you could grill it, but bake it, whatever. Yeah, there's right. there's one thing about having stuff being hot and spicy, yeah. but there's also another thing about having it hot and spicy and tasty as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what Mike does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out, BlazingStarBarbecue.com. Yeah, hey, you know we didn't even talk about this is our three year anniversary. What? August, <laughs> yeah. August is the yeah. third year anniversary of Llama yeah. Leadership. That's yes, amazing. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. We we known yeah. each other for like. 11 years and and we've been doing this together as an official business for three this is pretty cool yeah yeah good and uh jose hope you're sleeping well yeah yeah really stop being selfish like wake up you know i got up early (laughs) prioritize your time for us jose yeah this show is dedicated to jose yeah (laughs) (laughs) to be fair to jose man it is so hard with the wi-fi connection in the in the middle east that's the one of the biggest limb facts for me was i was like i'm afraid to have someone on because i guarantee my my wi-fi is going to drop out like three times in the middle of this podcast that was tough yeah all right all right fellas well this has been great we appreciate you uh 
making the time, Joe, getting up early in the morning. Frank, mm-hmm. it's you, we're on the same time zone. We're just hanging yep. out. Yep. Uh, but uh, looking forward to the next episode. And uh, for our listeners, thanks again for listening. Thanks for your support over the past year and change with the podcast. And thanks for your support over the past three years with the uh, the block site and all that good stuff. So with that said, llamas are out. Llamas out. Thanks for tuning in to the Llama Lounge podcast. Be sure to visit the homepage for links to products and services related to this episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. See you next time.